California State Controller Betty Yee is under review for her behind-the-scene involvement with a $600 million failed mask deal with a Chinese company. So this political operative, he wasn't a mask manufacturer. He was kind of a middleman here. He was going to clean off profits of $134 million. She knew this, and she encouraged him not to tell anybody about how much profit he was going to make. My guest today is Adam Andrzejewski, CEO of OpenTheBooks.com. Today he's going to explain the ongoing case involving Betty E and how the state controller's office is not disclosing $300 billion of transactions. We actually filed a Freedom of Information Act request on every single state government asking for a copy of the line-by-line payments that the state made last year. Now we're able to collect this in 59 out of the 50 states today. California is our lone holdout. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the program. We want to talk to you about the California control, State Controller, Betty Yee, and her office. There seems to be a scandal with her office and what's happened in a mass deal. And you have been trying to get information from the controller's office. So we want to talk to you about this mass deal. Can you tell us about what happened from what you have heard? So at the height of the pandemic, when frontline healthcare workers needed PPE, the personal protective equipment, uh, the state of California, the, uh, the Gavin Newsom administration, they wanted to go out and procure masks, you know, have the taxpayer pay for it, bring in about 100 million masks on a special deal. So they didn't, you know, it was on an emergency basis. So they didn't bid it out. It was a sole source contract. And it turns out it went initially to a Republican political operative who was supposed to deliver 100 million masks. I think the total deal was somewhere around $600 million. And as a show of good faith, California was going to wire, wire this company $457 million right out of the blocks. The only problem was, is he set up the bank account just a few days earlier. So when $457 million hits the account, it triggered all the alarms and the wire was reversed. Well, it just so happens now, two years later, we find out that state controller Betty E was involved in this. There's 150 texts between her and the Republican political operative where she's trying to introduce him to the Gavin Newsom administration. She's trying to help shake loose the money at the state level. And so this is, this is ongoing. So she was trying to help him get the deal. And at the same time, I guess she was, some of the text messages was encouraging him not to disclose how much money he was making in the deal as well. Yeah, that was pretty stunning. So I guess he was going to make a margin of 20 to 25% on this deal. And let's put that in real dollar terms. So this political operative, he wasn't a mask manufacturer. He was kind of a middleman here. He was going to clean off profits of $134 million. She knew this and she encouraged him not to tell anybody about how much profit he was going to make. So isn't the controller's job is to cut the cost for the state? The controller's job is to, to actually push back on the vendors? Not this really. is a con- constitutional position. So as a part of her constitutional duties and responsibilities of her office, it's to curtail fraud. And she'll say she stopped $3 billion worth of fraud during her, I think it was eight years in office. And that amount accurately is on her website. Well, we took a look at that. If you're eight years in office and if, you're, if payments are $300 billion a year, 
That's $2.4 trillion. She stopped 3 billion. Are you kidding me? That's like, pennies. that's like, you know, that's, that's pennies on $10,000, right? So she really hasn't done her job in that regard. And every time she cuts a check to a state vendor, it is an affidavit that the spending is proper, that there's no fraud, that the taxpayers haven't been taken advantage of. And so it's particularly troubling in this circumstance when the text messages come out in the role that she played. Why do you think something like this of this magnitude in a country like US and a state like California is happening? Like a mass deal with $600 million of no bid. Is it that we are too trusting of the politicians or we are not paying attention? So I think, you know, for the longest time, people, regular people, which are the repository of values in the country, we're busy. We're busy with our families, our businesses, our community life, our virtual life. And, and we just believed what we learned in the eighth grade in our civics classes, that when people get elected to office, they want to serve the people. And what we have found is it's just not true. They're making deals for the special interest and not the public interest. So now it's time. It's now, now's the time to expose it all. It's a target-rich environment, and we need to follow the money. That's what we do at OpenTheBooks.com. We do the hard work so you can come to our website, and you can follow the money, and you can hold the political class accountable for their tax and spend decisions. So you're mentioning that Betty, which is the controller, in this story, she was a Democrat working with a Republican political operative behind the scenes to make this deal happen? Well, at OpenTheBooks.com, we're headquartered in Illinois, and it is the Super Bowl of Christian. So we understand the Chicago playbook. So when I read the LA Times investigation on this mask deal with Betty Yee, the Democrat working with the Republican political operative, that's what we in Illinois call combine. It's just one party of let's all get rich together. And you know what happens in California, publicly Republicans and Democrats don't work together much, but it looks like behind the scenes and this kind of deals, there might be some work. Well, and there's other deals where Betty E looks, looks pretty good. So for example, when Alex Padilla was secretary of state in the last election cycle in 2020, the Help America Vote Act out of Washington, D.C. in Congress provided $400 million to deal with elections and the pandemic. Well, Alex Padilla uh, ran a bid for a contract for $35 million to help California vote. And he ended up giving the contract off to Biden's political operatives uh, firm for $35 million. And he said Padilla didn't have the authority to do that and refused to make the payment. Well, Gavin Newsom convinced the California state legislature to eventually pay the $35 million right, out, right directly out of the state budget. And so in this circumstance, Yee looks, looks good, you know, and she's taking on a, you know, a fellow bunch of Democrats. So in a case like that, she looks good, right? She did her job, right? So she took on the Democratic political operative on a $35 million contract. You know, conversely, earlier we were talking about Yee working with the Republican political operative on the $600 million mask deal. So it seems like there's a show for us. Sometimes people do certain things on the public, it looks a certain way, but behind the scenes, there's other things going on. 
So someone's pulling the strings. I don't know if we'll ever get the real story, but you know, something's going on behind the curtain. And now tell us about your work with the state. You've been trying to get some information from the controller's office. So here's my experience over the course of the last 10 years with the controller's office in the state of California. And this goes back through a couple, couple of office holders in that position. So starting in 2018, our organization at openthebooks.com, we actually filed a Freedom of Information Act request on every single state government asking for a copy of the line-by-line payments that the state made last year. Now, we're able to collect this in 39 out of the 50 states today. California is our loan holdout. And so we've been rejected over the years, over the last 10 years in the state of California. And in 2020, we got serious and we sued controller Betty Yee. And, you know, it was two years. It was a knockdown, drag out battle in the Sacramento Superior Court. We got good Uh, We got good information during the case that we didn't know in the past. And we thought we had a diligent and conscientious judge. He asked all the right questions. And she was making some ridiculous arguments to the judge. She was saying, you know, yes, we admit we paid 49 million bills last year. And even though we paid the bill, we can't track the payments. We don't have a central database. You know, we we made 200,000 payments. They're not electronic. They're only on paper. And the justification for those payments are bound to the paper copy of the payment with string. I mean, these are some of the claims and some of the information that that we got as our court case progressed. And finally, the judge came in with an order in the case, and we actually got nothing. He bought their argument that it was an undue burden on the office of comptroller comptroller to, to provide us even a single payment that the burden on the controller outweighed the public interest in the data. Now, in the state like California, that's so out of control with waste, fraud, corruption, and abuse, that seems like an impossible bar. I don't know how the judge could come in with this ruling, but that's what he did. We got nothing from the case. So what does this mean to you? you you've been dealing with a lot of different states. Like if the office of the controller is not providing this information to you, is it because they don't really have it? Is that possible for this office to, to not have this information? Or is there fear of being um, questions and more questions coming? Like this potential mask case that has come, come to public. Well, it's embarrassing, I think, to politicians that have been in office. Look, there's been no sunshine on the California state checkbook ever. So think about this. In 2006, Barack Obama, who was a senator from Illinois at the time, partnered with Tom Coburn, the legendary Republican senator from Oklahoma, and they sponsored the Google Your Government Act, which opened the federal expenditures to sunshine for the first time. And that was that was 16 years ago in 2006. We file one request, one sunshine request, which with each of the other 49 state governments, and we get that file. In California, we are now filing a request with every single state agency. Since Betty won't turn over the California state checkbook line by line spending and the judge backed her up, we're going to assemble in and of ourselves at our, with our auditors at openthebooks.com, the California checkbook like a jigsaw puzzle. We filed 500 requests with the state agencies. We're about two thirds of the way done. And we expect to break open the line by line spending in full in the state of California by summertime.
Adam, to be fair to the controller, we actually went to uh, we went to her website, and she has actually some of the information available. She has some tools there where you can look at certain information, maybe the salaries. Is there a lot more that's not visible there? So when you post aggregate budget figures, you know we're from Illinois, so we understand that in a line item, whether it's $5 million or $100 million, you can hide a lot of corruption. This is why we look at all of state spending from the ground up on a line-by-line -line basis. And that's how we root, root out waste, fraud, corruption, and taxpayer abuse. Now, going back to the judge, why do you think the judge not rule on this? Why? Well, I, I quite frankly don't know. I mean, he asked all the right questions. We didn't think he was buying their quite frankly, ridiculous arguments. Uh, we've never lost a state checkbook transparency fight. This wasn't our first rodeo. Back in 2012, we sued the Illinois Republican Comptroller Judy Bartopinka for the state checkbook. And she claimed the state didn't have a magical checkbook, much the same that Betty E claimed the state of California didn't have a magical checkbook. And we reminded Comptroller Topinka that the state of Illinois didn't have magical taxpayers either. We won that fight. We sued the Republican in Wyoming in 2018, the state auditor, Cynthia Cloud, and she said it would take years and years to provide a state checkbook. Well, when we sued her, she was replaced in office by a new face, and, and that new state auditor provided seven years of line-by-line -line spending in her first 30 days on the job. It's always a question of political will. And in California, you got the Democrat, the former, the current controller in the city of Los Angeles who posted the Los Angeles checkbook, and he'd do the same if he won. And you got the Republican running for office, the professor from Stanford, and he's running solely on the issue that he would post the state checkbook. So look, a new face can get this done. In the absence of that, our auditors are going to do it anyway. So can you explain to us what do you mean by the political will? If if they have the political will to share this information, what does it mean for, what does it mean? Is it, is it some people are gonna get in trouble if the expenses are out? What, what happens? In, so in I the think cases it's embarrassing spending. For example, you had $20 billion worth of unemployment at the height of the pandemic, unemployment insurance payments that went out the door in the state of California. And when you dug a little deeper on that, the LA Times, I believe it was, found that nearly a billion dollars of unemployment checks were sent to prisoners, including killers on death row. So if spending is that far off, can you imagine what we would find in $300 billion of state payments that have never, never had any scrutiny? So, I mean, you know, many people watching the program will remember in the summer of 2019, when our auditors at openthebooks.com, we trended on national Twitter with a story we took the entire file over nine years of line-by-line -line citizen calls of human waste in the public way in the city of San Francisco, and we mapped it. We mapped every single call with the address on an interactive map, and yes, we did use brown pins. So the question is, since 2004, you've had a millionaire's tax of 1% for mental health in the state of California. Where's that money being spent? California has 140,000 homeless people in the state. In San Francisco, it's a human health catastrophe. How are they spending the money on mental health? That's a question that we would answer once we have 
the state checkbook. And now tell us more about your organization. You're doing this across the states, right? We are. So we have a simple mission that can be summarized with the following phrase, every dime online in real time. And we're basically the only ones in the macro government expenditure space. Here's what I mean by that. We post nearly every dime taxed and spent at the federal, state, and local level across the entire country. So for example, if you want to know the salaries of who makes what right in your local school district, whether you're in California, Massachusetts, Illinois, anywhere in the country, we have virtually every single public employee salary and pension record at every level of government, federal, state, and local across the entire country posted on our website. We filed 47,000 Freedom of Information Act requests last year. That had never been done in the history of the country. And we successfully captured $12 trillion in government spending. We post it all for free on our website so people can follow the money, so people can hold the political class accountable for tax and spend decisions. Now, Adam, uh, when you mentioned these numbers, billions and trillions, what have you seen in the expenditures? Is there anything you can show us that, that the audience will see and kind of can understand what, what the government officials are doing? Because to us, we hear these numbers, billions and trillions, and we don't really, we don't really know what does it mean to spend $10 billion on homelessness? Is it enough? Is it little? So let's what? go through some California examples. So in the American Rescue Act, it was passed in March of last year by Congress, and it included a $350 billion bailout of the states and local units of government. And every Democrat in Congress voted for it. Every Republican voted against it. Biden signed it. It bailed out the state government in California. While the bill was being debated, Newsom announced that the state of California was running a $76 billion budget surplus and taxpayers bailed out state government into California, quote unquote, for $26 billion. This year, you're running a $68 billion budget surplus, nearly $150 billion of budget surplus the last two years, and we all bailed you guys out for another $26 billion. All right, so that's one example. Uh, This week, we popped a story in your junior college system that they admit that there's 65,000 fake students enrolled in the California junior college system because hackers hacked the system and they were very public about it. The YouTube video, and this guy's got 70,000 followers, the hacker, he posted how you too can enroll in less than seven minutes in a California junior college. Which we covered it on this show, by the way. We had a guest that explained what, what she, she uncovered what happened in the college with the bots, like where they would come in and they would apply and then they would get a financial aid. So yeah. that's Professor Kim Pierce College in the Los Angeles Community College System. We worked very closely with her. And here's the deal. It's still going on. She's been blowing the whistle for the past 15 months. And the colleges, they're disincentivized to clean up their books. Because for every single dollar of fraud, the colleges would have to pack. So she's been the leader on this. She got started because, you know, in her classes, one out of every three students wasn't real. It was fake. And they were closing out her her classes, taking seats away from real students. 
And what else? Have you seen any other extreme examples or any examples of waste? That yeah. So in uh, in California, we can go through another diff uh, couple of them. The American Rescue Act bailed out all your cities and localities. So Beverly Hills, California, received $8 million of bailout from taxpayers across the country. You got Atherton, California. It's the richest play country. The average household income in Atherton is north of a million dollars a year. It's where the CEOs in Silicon Valley live. We all bailed out Atherton to the, about $1.7 million out of the American Rescue Act. And it's just this kind of use of taxpayer money that's absolutely bonkers crazy. After uncovering all of this, do you see that politicians may change their course? Or where does that change have to come from? It has to come from, from the people at the grassroots level. People have to start voting the way they live. We don't waste money in our own households for very long before we have to clean up the books. And it's the same thing that we must insist from our politicians. We need to raise our voice. And these, these aren't complicated issues. Like I said, you know, I've just outlined things that are identifiably waste, fraud, corruption, and taxpayer abuse. And we didn't have to get very deep. These are examples that will resonate, but people need to run on these examples. They need to win. Then they need to bring a new day. And how deep do you think these are, the corruption examples that you've seen into the, to the government organizations? Is it a few people at the top or, or has it gone into the whole system? Well, I think it's system-wide, but with good leadership, it can be cleaned up quickly. That's for sure. So, you know, one of the projects that we need to do uh, between now and November is we're going to take the, you know, a fish rots from the head down. One of my, one of the Democrats, Michael Dukakis, back in the day when he was running for president said that. It's one of my favorite phrases. So we're going to take a look at Governor Gavin Newsom's uh, political uh, campaign donors and we're going to run their affiliated companies through the state checkbook. We want to know whether the governor is soliciting state vendors for campaign cash. It may be legal in California, but certainly many people would find that to be unethical behavior. We did this back in the day for Rahm Emanuel, who's mayor of Chicago. Rahm actually issued an executive order saying that if you're a city vendor, you can't give campaign money to my political accounts. So we fact-checked him at the end of his first term, and we found that 600 city vendors gave Emanuel $7 million in campaign donations. Wow. And they received $2 billion in city payments. Now, Emanuel's, this is you know important for today as well, because Emanuel's up for ambassador. Biden's appointed him to be ambassador for Japan. Now, do you have any other thoughts for our audience? Yeah, we need to raise our voice. We, the people, need to get engaged. We need to educate our neighbors. We need to develop networks in and of where we, you know, where we have friends, where we have family, know people, where we have network and know how to get things done. Now's the moment. We have to raise our voice. We have to network and we have to engage. Adam Andrzejewski, CEO of OpenTheBooks.com. It was great to have you on California Insider. Thank you.